It's my duty to introduce you to a wonderful man of God who is not only uh, a shepherd after God's heart, he carries the Father heart of God in him. He has a voice, not only in the form of a shofar and musical instruments, but a preaching voice too. So we're privileged to have him share with us from Father's heart this morning. So would you welcome him? Thank you, Kim. Right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good. Good start. Good start. Okay. Right. I want to talk to you about adopted into God's family from the point of view of healing the orphan spirit. Now, a few weeks back, a few weeks back, Jane and I were, were doing a devotional together. And we touched on the orphan spirit, and it said things that in a slightly different way than I'd heard before. Um, so I thought, hmm, that rang a, bell, a few bells, something there I need to deal with, as one does. Um, and I also heard God saying he wanted to bring it. So here we are with that. Um, but you have to be careful. You know, I started digging into this, and it's a bit like when you start looking at a medical book. You start with... A, bit of headache and feeling a bit warm and by the end of it you've got bubonic plague <laughs> so so God wants us healed and set free and there's a path there's a path we're going to look at today from healing the orphan spirit to being adopted into God's family we were born orphans Hang on, he say, I have a mother and father. Spiritual orphans. It all goes back to when Adam and Eve were cast out of the Garden of Eden, cast away from their father, and that orphan spirit came into the world. In Genesis 3:22. And the Lord said, Behold, the man has become like us, to know good and evil. And now, least he put out his hand and take of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord sent him out of the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword, which turned every which way to guard the way to the tree of life. God had to get us out of the garden. He had to get us out of the garden because if we deign of the tree of life and live forever, that would be the end of it. There's nothing he could then do. So God banished us, drove us out. And what did they feel? Through that process, you know, they experienced abandonment. They'd only known the garden. They'd only known the Father. Alienation, isolation. Loneliness, the orphan spirit had arrived. But they weren't the first orphan. Who was? Yeah. Lucifer was the first orphan. Says in Isaiah, How you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend above heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the throne of the congregation. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. 
He was the first one cast out. He's the first orphan. And what did he do? Went straight into the garden to subvert, to break and drive a wedge between God's creation and God. And it didn't stop there, did it? What did he do then? He started a major global marketing campaign to drive a wedge between us and our Father. Drive a wedge by subverting what God had created. Changing the the vision that we have of ourselves. I was going to show a load of adverts now, but um, then I realized that from a copyright point of view, we're not allowed to stream them. So I decided I wouldn't do that. Um, And I was going to show some of the pictures of some of the, the older adverts. And I'm sure you remember growing up and over the years, the adverts that said what a real man is, or a woman, or you can be self-sufficient, you can be like a god. Spray this perfume, spray under this under your arms, and then women up, yes, etc. <laughs> but what is it saying? It's constantly saying, we are capable, we are self-sufficient, we don't need anyone else. I did bring one up, put one in, a couple of photos, just to show you what real men are. Don't know what happens to the rest of us. And, you know, ladies, what you should be. Um, yeah, but those have constantly come to us. A lot of them now are banned. A lot of them you'd look at and laugh. But that's what's kind of constantly in our minds, constantly, you know, Big boys don't cry. How many have heard that? Where did that come from? Well, actually, it came from an advert. Mm, interesting. Lots of the things that we say came from adverts, bureau adverts, and all sorts of old adverts that, when they first came out. Catchphrases. Catchphrases that have stuck. You know? Big boys, should we cry? Yes, we should. Let it out. It isn't just the ladies that get, get this, of course. So, but what does the orphan spirit bring? It brings and operates out of insecurity, if you can read that. Sorry, it's a, should change my background, shouldn't I? It's getting a bit old. What should, what should we be as godly men and women? Spirit functions out love and acceptance. We're accepted. The orphan spirit, not all of these are mine. So when there's one or two with some interesting words comes up, it wasn't mine. I'll just do that for the start with. The orphan spirit operates out of an independent, self-reliant, depending on self. That's what the adverts have built up. Yeah? Is that what we're supposed to be? What are we supposed to be? Dependent. Interdependence and acknowledged need of the Father. Orphan spirit operates out of bondage and we should operate out of? Liberty or freedom, yeah. I say, they're all my words. Jealousy of the success of others. We should be committed to the success of others. 
Harvest Spirit operates out of insecurity, lack of peace, lack of trust in others. Mature son rests in God. Operates, serves God to earn the, God's, earn the Father's love. And you can see this. And all you've got to do is see you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses and other um, areas on the streets earning their place. Not out of love. We serve out of acceptance and favour. We serve because that's what God wants us to do. Tries to mediate his, inter- his deep internal alienation through physical stimulation. Oh, what am I? Um, what we're saying. He fits other things in. The joy and presence of the Lord. And I'm sure quite a few of may well have seen people worshipping their cars as they're on their way here this morning. Look after cow. No, I won't go there. Half the spirit is driven by need for success. Ours is of calling and mission. Often spirit fulfill their own goals, whereas we want to bless the kingdom, don't we? Half the spirit issues with anger, fits of rage, but the ability to control and guide our future. Often spirit is always in competition with others. Whereas we're wanting to bless people. Harvest Spirit, lack of self-esteem. No matter how many adverts, it's still there. However, we're accepted of the Father. Harvest Spirit receives their primary identity through material possessions, cars, physical appearance, what men are supposed to look like, etc. Son uh, sonship identity grounded in their Sonship and their father's affirmation. God loves you. Often spirit finds difficulty receiving admission. Spirit son sees the receiving admission as a blessing and a need in their own life. Unable to put down roots in the church. Oh, sorry, I've I've jumped. I'm not keeping to my notes, sorry. Those are the kinds of things that the orphan spirit has brought in that the devil has fed into us. Some of those may have rung bells. But what does it actually mean for individuals? What, what do you see? What's the outworking on people? Unable to put down roots in a church or change churches frequently. Maybe these people might know. Always on the lookout for something bigger or better. Feeling-based faith. It feels good, so we'll do it. Well, it don't feel as good now, so we'll move on. Mm. Need of recognition. Easily offended. Feelings of abandonment, even when one has not been abandoned. Attitude of no one is going to tell me what to do. I make my own decisions. Attitude of I know. Survivalist mentality, always looking out for oneself. Never truly comfortable in the presence of anointed spiritual fathers to see their own measure. Reject others before they can reject me. Difficult in asking for forgiveness and are forgiving others. Difficult in asking for help from others.
seeks expect, uh, acceptance through performance. Are you good enough? That isn't what God calls us. Oops. These are the sorts of things that's the outworking of it. And I'm sure we've seen people, we know people like it. But God has a plan. He sent Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And he sent him before we knew him. God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't send Jesus into a world that was perfect. He sent Jesus into a world that was full of sinners. He came for us. He came. But in the whole story, he brought us, he calls us to be brought into adoption. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. He predestined us for adoption. Remember that word? That's from Ephesians. Oh, this is Romans. It's there again. For as many as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. He gave us the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John 1.12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. There it is again. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Sonship through faith in Christ Jesus. Galatians, for you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. John 14. 16 to 18, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth of whom the world cannot receive because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you now and will be in you. I will not leave you an orphan. I will come to you. I will not leave you an orphan. The original casting out of the garden created spiritual orphans. 
We were born into it. It's come full circle. Full circle. God has adopted us back into the family. Full circle. As you go through and see all these words that he's adopted us, he's made us sons, he will not leave us orphans. He's adopted. Do you think God's trying to get something across here? No, he's not just said it once, he's not said it twice, but he's also said it in every possible which way to get it across to you, he is not leaving you an orphan. He wants you adopted into the family. He's got a plan. No matter what you see, we are adopted into his family. No longer are we orphans. He has gone round in every possible direction to reinforce that throughout scripture that he has adopted us back into the family. We are adopted. We are no longer orphans. Interestingly, the ancient Roman concept of adoption is a little bit different than ours. It's not adopting babies. They adopted fully grown young men and women. Fully grown. They might already have parents. didn't matter. The Romans were looking for mature men who usually had living parents. These adopted children would inherit their father's social standard, wealth, political power. An adopted son would have all the rights of the children born in the family. Yeah? They didn't look for children to adopt. They adopt mature people. God's adopted us. All right, one or two of us think so. Okay. Galatians 4, 1 to 7. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ from, at all from a slave, though he's master of all, but he's under guardians and stewards until the appointed time by the father. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come... God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that they might receive the adoption, should have underlined that one, shouldn't I? Missed that one. As sons. And because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. Amen? Yes? Again, the word says in Romans 8.15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We're adopted. Get that in there. Not just in the, not just in the head. Yeah? Not head knowledge. This has got to get down there. That's why God said it so many times. He wants you full of this. He wants you to know this beyond a shadow of a doubt. And yes, some things still cling on. And that's why we're here today, to get rid of them. Yeah? When we're operating the spirit of adoption, we are secure. 
we celebrate the accomplishments of others. We experience acceptance. We fill emotional voids with time with the Father. We allow the Spirit to lead us into our calling. We serve others and provide opportunities for them to grow in their own destiny in Christ. We don't use anger or other forms of manipulation to get our way. We bless others around us, freely sharing the Father's love with others. We love ourselves and exhibit healthy self-esteem. We are grounded in our identity in Christ. That's where we should be. That's where we aren't aiming for. When we see this deep down in our spirits, it's not like, remember that God is not like our earthly father. So if you've got an image in there of Oh, what my, my father did. Oh, no, forget it. He's a good father. As Jesus told us in Matthew 7, 9, what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to be good gifts to your father, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Amen. Yeah, a poverty mindset that thinks he should not ask anything from God because he does not deserve it is coming out of the orphan spirit. Yeah? Oh, I can't ask God because all these other people need so much extra. Well, no. God has more than enough for them and for you. Yes? Jesus, oh. Because 1 John 3, 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it will not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we, sh- for we shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus was a perfect son. He walked in full sonship with the Father. Luke 3, 21, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son in you I am well pleased. In him he was well pleased. Is that the epitaph you want when you get to heaven? Yeah? Well pleased. Jesus was in full obedience. John 5, 19, when Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, for he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Jesus came to the earth doing what God does, just as we should. And Mark 14, 36, and he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take away the cup away from me. Nevertheless, what, what I will, will that you will do. Uh, sorry. Cup away from me. Nevertheless, what, not what I will, but what you will. 
That's when he was going to go to the cross. Jesus went. Total obedience. Total obedience. Go next door, knock on the door, talk to them. Is that what God's wanting of you? Hallelujah. God is so good. So, let's, let's move on to what we do about all of this. How do we he- heal the, the orphan heart? Renounce the lies about God and ourselves, Satan planted. You know, change what we believe. Listen to the voice of the Father. Be submitted to his mission for our lives. Focus our life on what Jesus focused on his, his life on, the Father God. Displace the orphan heart begins with revelation. Revelation. And receive that baptism of love. Revelation of what God has said. And we've just been through his word repeatedly. Adoption, sonship, not left an orphan. Adoption, adoption, sonship. Because God wants that revelation deep within us today. If that's triggered anything, um, there will be ministry. But if you'd like to pray this prayer with me, if you can see it, it's better on the monitors. Can you do that? I'd be happy to do that. Shall we start? Jesus, please forgive me for embracing the attitudes, actions, and heart of an orphan. Your heart and desire for me is that I am healthy, part of a spiritual family. I break all soul ties I have formed with an orphan spirit in Jesus' name. I bind my body, heart, and spirit to God's will and purposes for me in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask that you would heal my mind and my heart from the spirits of abandonment, rejection, and fatherless. God, please help me to have the heart of a son, and please help me to turn my heart towards my spiritual father. Lord, please help me to pray for and support the spiritual fathers you have placed in my life. Please help me to model the attitudes and heart that Jesus had towards you as he walked this earth. Lord, please reveal to me all areas in my life that have been wounded. Please heal those areas and make me whole. Lord, I ask that you would help me to forgive everyone who who I look to as a spiritual father or a leader who wounded me or failed me. Lord, please help me to commit to a church and spiritual father in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.